Happy game day, Seattle Kraken fans and Florida Panther fans. We are doing a squad cast as the Kraken host the Panthers at Climate Pledge Arena, looking to see if we can snap the Florida winning streak and get on to one of our own. All that and more coming up on this squad cast episode of Locked on Kraken. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, what do you say, hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken and Locked On Florida Panthers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, We bring you your favorite team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. As I mentioned in our open, Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. And it's a squad cast, which means that we are going to be featuring one of our other Locked on NHL shows. And of course, that is Locked on Florida Panthers. So we have my my brother from another mother, Armando Velez. Now, the last time we were hanging out, Hermano, it was All-Star Weekend in South yes. Florida. <laughs> yes, Uh Yes, great to be reunited with you once again, Edmana. And uh, I told I tell people all the time that you were a true MVP that weekend uh, for for All Star. Very appreciative of you for that. So oh, uh, for grateful sure. to be reunited again. Yes, I'm glad that you were able to get the full experience. Uh, you know, we got to go to a VIP party. It was it was pretty popping. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how Toronto can match that. The weather was fantastic. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's talk maybe about some all-stars, all-star adjacent <laughs> players for our two squads. So we know that the Panthers had a magnificent run all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And uh, what do we need to know? Know about this squad now Kraken fans we know that we played the Panthers earlier this season it was a close game 3-2 but we ultimately fell to Florida so Armando what do we need to know about the Panthers since that October 28th game well they've gotten a lot healthier that's really what it's come down to for the Florida Panthers and it's just been kind of a 180 really from what's happened last season all the way to this season I mean for, for the Panthers, I mean, it's crazy because the last matchup that the that the Panthers and the Kraken had, that was the game that was – we didn't know it at the time. That was Patrick Hornquist's very last game in the NHL last year on December 3rd when he got that – when he uh, went on LTIR with a concussion and all last year. But when, when you think about what's happened from last season and the storylines and all, the Panthers didn't get healthier until the tail end of of the season, ba- basically a little bit after the trade deadline. For for the Panthers, we didn't know what the timelines were going to be. First of all, with the defenseman and Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad, and yeah, with the NHL and how they disclose or or lack thereof, um, or or lack thereof, uh, be with the d- injuries. We we saw that Brandon Montour and Aaron Akbai were coming back a lot earlier. They returned on November 17th against Anaheim Ducks. But prior to that, 
thankfully with the upper body injuries they were skating for for multiple weeks even even months prior to that and that's all thanks to that same guy who played his last nhl game in seattle and patrick Hornquist, who's now part of the uh, of the front office and coaching staff for the florida panthers there so those guys are back there there's a lot of balance within the defense because you had guys like Oliver Ekman Larson and Dmitry Kulikov be on that top four. And now OEL is on the, on the bottom pair. And now you're mixing and matching different defensemen there. Uvis Belinskis played in the last game and Kulikov was a scratch and you, you can plug and play those guys. Josh Mahura, he hasn't, he hasn't played since Aaron Ekblad and Montour came back. He actually got injured the very game before um, on the road against the LA Kings. So that's really the big bump in in the in the road as far as injuries for the Panthers. But for the as far as play on the ice, it's been the defensive structure for the for the Panthers. And I know PIM will look as far as the Panthers having a lot of penalty time, but that was skewed for based on the last couple of weeks, based on everything that happened wow. last week in Ottawa <laughs> with everyone on the ice going yeah, out for a ten minutes. Brothers going at it. Well, I guess Matthew yeah. was technically already in in the box, right at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's they're not allowed to fight, but Panthers the Panthers are also one of the um least penal, penalized teams as far as minor penalties in the NHL and that 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 three game road trip in Canada, they went a perfect 18 for 18 and they're currently seven of their last nine games perfect on the penalty kill after a pretty rough start through seven games they were worst in the NHL. Now they're 12th in the in the in the, in the league. And the rebound opportunities aren't there for the opposition, especially when Bobrovsky's in net as well. He's mm-hmm. carried over from what's happened in the Stanley Cup uh, run to, to now. And it's it's just been the Panthers. They've really been riding high. And that's all with the the Panthers uh, goaltender in, in Spencer Knight having some time in the AHL. He hasn't been called up this season. And uh, Stolarz has been has been decent in in his uh, in his few starts. They have both around the same save percentage, so that they're they're getting consistency on the defensive side of 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 of, of the ice. But offensively, it's gone going a little bit lately. But it, it has gone off to a, a little bit of a rough start. But thankfully, the guys like a Sam Reinhart are are doing well in a contract year. Um, Bar- Barkoff is doing on the defensive side of the puck, and now Barkoff has has. Is is now exploding offensively. He's he's really in a groove, and now you can have those different pieces for the Panthers, like Carter Verhage go back up to the top line, and Evan Rodriguez go to line number three, and 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 so much mixing and matching, and putting Nick Cousins back on that second line, which was a line that he played for a good part of the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about so many things here. We see uh, that you know, um, as you mentioned, Reinhardt Verhage. Barkov, all players that are in those players to watch for this matchup tonight as they face the Seattle Kraken. I did want to go back, though, to to goaltending because you mentioned that, you know, you've got a goaltender in the AHL. We, up until recently in the Kraken, had Chris Drieger, familiar name, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, to some, uh, coming off an ACL injury and actually started the year in the AHL. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but we know what that juggling, all that's to say that we as Kraken fans know what the juggling is like. So what do you think has set Bobrovsky aside and, and why he's been able to be successful for the team this year? It's just the work that he puts in off the ice. This this guy is just so uh, locked in, or should I say, because of the network we work for, locked on. Uh, it's it's just <laughs> it's just what the work that he does. And if you watch the even if you watch the the roads to the Stanley Cup from ESPN Plus, 
he is the same guy whether the cameras are on him or whether the cameras are off. <laughs> even keeled. Even he had a shutout a few weeks ago on the road against Detroit, and he's like he doesn't get too high on it. And and when things go wrong, he doesn't get too uh, too low. I, I'm I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if he was a follower of the Stoic philosophy. I really would not <laughs> be surprised as, as someone who's just so even keeled, no matter what uh, what goes on in his. In, in 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 at least on the ice, I'm not sure what it's like off, but on the ice, he's 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 just oh so very focused on what he wants to do. He wants to be the best. And listen, he uh, he has a big load on his back whenever it comes to the contract and living up to it. So he feels he feels obligated to put put to put that extra work in. And he's the first guy in, last guy out uh, on most nights uh, for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I mean, that's so important. And, you know, even though the goaltender is seen as like that last line of defense, I think also um, kind of emotionally, right? And and with what they literally do, stopping pucks, they can also be the leader of a team as far as momentum building up in games. And I love that you say that it's just been the work, putting in the work. And again, we'll get to the Kraken when it comes to some of these themes. But overall, it sounds like you're you're liking the momentum coming into this game against the Seattle Kraken. I think special teams are going to be very interesting, especially given some of the synopsis that you gave us here. But um, I'm going to ask you given what you've said about florida a few game predictions we do it a little different usually when we have a, a guest with locked on kraken so we're going to do like fill in the blank style and and maybe get some of your predictions that way but coming up on this squad cast episode of locked on florida panthers and locked on seattle kraken we're going to learn a little bit more about the hosts who it sounds like are having a little bit of a different road early on here. Uh, you mentioned, you know, road to the Stanley Cup. Well, we will be featured in the road to the Winter Classic coming up later this week. So that's going to be exciting. But we are going to get into the Seattle Kraken. And I will be in the hot seat as Armando is asking me questions about the Kraken that is coming up again on this Squadcast episode of Locked on Kraken and Locked on Florida Panthers. But today's episode, we want to let you know, is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Now, listen, maybe we'll see the Florida Panthers once again make a run for the Stanley Cup. We know that, unfortunately, Maddie Veneers cannot win Rookie of the Year again, but will Vince Dunn be our leading scorer for the Kraken this year? We don't know. That's why we play the games. But what we do know is that there are all sorts of possibilities when you play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy hockey, uh, the, the official daily fantasy app, excuse me, of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Now, I've said this a time or two before, I love playing daily fantasy. It's always fun to, of course, pick the players that you know, but since I stay locked on the Locked On NHL Network, I also get to keep up with other players, and I'm picking against people that are in the network, also picking against other Seattle Kraken fans. You know, again, is, is Adam Larson going to have the most hits in a game? Are we going to see the maestro Oliver Bjorkstrand score another goal? And all you have to do 
is pick your favorite players. I mentioned a few. We've also got, of course, uh, Matthew Kachuk. What's Bobrovsky going to do? You just pick uh, whether those studs will record more or less than their sleeper projections on goals, assists, etc. And to win a 100 times your bet on sleeper, all you need to do is predict, predict eight player stats correctly. That's right. Hockey fans, you just need eight correct to 100 times your money playing playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use and details and locational availability. Now, another great way to make sure you nail those sleeper picks is to listen to Locked on NHL, which can be found on our 24-7 YouTube streaming platform. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering top sports stories of the day with local experts like us too. Um, And, of course, the Locked on NHL show is a part of that. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And welcome back to this special crossover edition of Locked On Florida Panthers and Locked On Seattle Kraken. Thank you once again for making both of our podcasts your first listen of the day. And as Erica Ayala says, squadcast edition of <laughs> the show. So Seattle, uh, they didn't lose too much as far as what happened in the offseason. Uh, still relatively young franchise, only in year three of their of their existence. But worth noting, some of the guys who they lost, Carson Susi, Morgan Geeky, Ryan Donato, Dan- Daniel Sprung, those are some of the guys that uh, they, they lost. And the story even last season for the Kraken was they're getting a lot of depth scoring, but it's a really about the that go-to guy, which Matty Berniers is still young. There's still time. Shane Wright is still not with the roster, but he did get some valuable experience going to the Calder Cup final, but it's something I know you uh, have spoken a lot about. But there's also some injuries. Uh, Andre Borowski, uh, Jaden Schwartz, Philip Grubauer recently going to IR, which caused uh, Chris Strieger to be called up, which I want to read the numbers that he is currently having in Coachella Valley, 916, 2.20 uh, GAA for him in 15 games. Uh, but what's what's been is depth scoring really the be all end all as far as the biggest issues with the Kraken or is it more than just what's what's showing up because five on five minus 15 but they're there they have they suppress a lot of shots but it, it seems based on the numbers it's basically also high danger chances on their end even even with the even though they're seventh best in the NHL in shots against you nailed it talking about high danger and and a lot of that also is coming from i think really blown assignments in all three zones and so we are letting the puck in way too close on either philip grubauer who as you mentioned is on the ir um or joey decord who was the second goaltender for this year in the nhl mentioned it in passing in our first segment but chris drieger who was signed with the the program right before the expansion draft he um he actually started in the AHL and it's been a really winding road for Chris Drieger and Philip Grubauer for that matter and yes health has been an issue uh thankfully we have not seen health be the issue with Joey Dax Joey Decord 
But um, I don't want to put what we're seeing on goaltending alone. I do think there are a few little hiccups here and there, but it's it's bound to happen. But it's been, again, blown assignments out of position, pinching too much defensively, not being aggressive enough on the forecheck for our forwards, and not having clean exits or entries when we're trying to get through um, the neutral zone. That's really been the bugaboo. We've, we have not very much consistency. And without that scoring depth that you mentioned, Daniel Sprung, Ryan Donato, Morgan Geeky, there were times where those guys, either on that third or fourth line, because we had some injuries last year as well, but they were carrying the team offensively. I talk about Ryan Donato a lot because he has some sandpaper and we seem to have lost that. We seem to have lost a little bit of that fire, um, still have that blue collar work ethic, but without the passion, without the fire, it does seem to be absent. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, a, a tasteless saltine <laughs> sometimes watching the Seattle crack and play. And you know that they're close, but we're, we're still waiting for that individual or maybe that collective line or defensive pair to really push us over the edge. Yeah. And, and, and you're all thankfully for the Kraken, they're still getting some contribution on the power play that we're, where they're middle of the pack there as well. But also what, even though, even though the top end scoring hasn't been, been there for the Kraken, the, that third line, as far as the advanced numbers as well, is looking um, yes. really great. Ellie Tovin and Yanni Gord and Oliver Bjorkstrand, which Ellie Tovin got a goal against the, the Florida Panthers in their uh, recent, most recent matchup uh, on uh, October 28th, uh, a, a goal that was right in, in, in front of the net, re redirected. And then the other goal was uh, Jared McCann going on a breakaway, uh, going going backhand as, as well. So those were the two goals that were scored in the most recent matchup, but talk to, talk to us, talk to us about the bottom, bottom six, because even the, even the, even the fourth line, Bellamar, Yamamoto, sure. They're, they're, they're matching up pretty well against their opposition. Yeah. Well, I love that you pointed out um, what I'll call the Gord line, you know, cause he's centering that line right now. And I have been a huge fan of that line since preseason since training camp. I think that they have the most potential. Bjorkstrand was brought off of that line a little bit just as things were moving around in the lineup, but I do think that that line suits him best. And we've been talking about this on Locked on Crack, and another thing I like about that line is, while although their sandpaperness is a little bit different than the fourth line of yesteryear, if you will, um, they are great at establishing some momentum so then it makes it opens up things it tires down the opponent for the next line and i do think you've seen players like jared mccann even maddie Beneers at times benefit from the work that yanni gord ellie tolvanen and oliver bjorkstrand are able to do now when it comes to belmar i think his biggest impact has been Again, early on in the season, really getting the, the centermen to focus on faceoffs. It has been a focus of the Seattle Kraken. I still think we want to do a little bit better than what we're averaging right now. 
but he has really pushed the 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 centerman to to think a little bit more about being able to win the puck. It may be not cleanly off the dot, but what do you do right after um, to gain possession? And so that's something that I think Belmar has been able to do. And we've also been able to see him score a little bit. He has said himself, he's not known score. He's not going to be our, our sleeper 70 goal scorer <laughs> for the Seattle Kraken. He's put us on notice, but I do like what he gives from a veteran presence. Maybe we lack a, a little bit of speed and, and athleticism in some areas with him, but Yamamoto, Kyler Yamamoto has been fantastic and we've seen him go up and down the lineup. I don't want to say necessarily it has anything to do with his performance. If anything, he's been entrusted with how he's been performing to be able to fill holes. Unfortunately, we've already seen Andre Burakovsky out. This is second time. Brandon Tanev out twice already. You know, uh, we've, we lost Jaden Schwartz as well. So players like Kyler Yamamoto having to play with different, with different uh, pairings um, on different lines, I should say, and to play different roles. He's been great. And Devin Shore, we just got back from the AHL. I've been on record on Locked on Kraken saying that I didn't think that I, I didn't completely understand why he, he got sent back down to Coachella Valley when we uh, hit some of the early roadblocks. I'm glad he is back. I, I like his game, but overall there's just a missing ingredient. And as we are on an eight game losing streak, um, we are, this is the second longest losing streak. And if anyone followed our inaugural season, you know, that's, that's uh, definitely navigating some dangerous waters. So I think there are some things that are great that are definitely progressing. However, the overall picture is a little bit more concerning than I want it to be for the Kraken right now. Yeah. And, and it's funny. A lot of people question uh, what, what, uh, what Ron Francis was going to do with all the picks. And we, he did not, we did not, I was expecting him to trade quite a bit in, in, to, to bring some NHL ready pieces, but we did not see Ron Francis do any of that during the entry draft uh, th this past summer. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss more about the matchup tonight, uh, December 12th. Uh, from Climate Pledge Arena at 10 p.m. We are gonna we're gonna discuss this matchup and more here on this special Squadcast edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers and Locked On Kraken podcast. But first, we are going to tell you all about eBay Motors and passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophies? Also, what keeps your ride or die alive? eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to be performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, stop, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only for U.S. customers. 
Well, we are excited to drop the puck tonight, Armando. We are going to be hosting the Panthers at Climate Pledge Arena. You and I have both talked about it. A 3-2 game last we played in favor of who will be the visitors tonight. Now, we talked about a few of the goal scorers for the Seattle Kraken, but we've also talked in passing about Matthew Kachuk. He scored, Forsling scored in that game, and then you mentioned Cousins earlier. Um, we also talked about face-offs. Now, the Seattle Kraken... This was earlier in our season. We actually did win the face-off battle at a 52.2% clip to a 47.8% clip. I also think it's interesting, though, that we had more block shots. And I think that goes to what you were talking about a little bit earlier and what we discussed about maybe the Kraken giving up too many high-danger chances. And so we're having to, against a, an opponent like the Panthers, block that many shots. But when we think about tonight's game, I, I like to play a little prediction game, a little different than maybe some people are used to. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question after we read off some, some stats here, but as of right now, through our last 10 games, the Seattle Kraken, um, well, we're, we like I said, are an eight game losing streak. We also see that our power play 18th at an 18.8% clip. You're right there, or excuse me, that's the Florida uh, power play. We're at a 28.4% clip. Those basically are about the same. Now, when mm -hmm. it comes to the PK though, um, and you mentioned that Florida is not necessarily a team out with the outliers being the exception that's necessarily going to be on the PK for very long, but 12th overall in the league and 81.3% clip doesn't sound like something that a struggling power play is really going to want to deal with. But so let, when we look at some of these stats, stats also looking at, you know, goals against 2.52 for Florida, 3.38 for the Kraken, I'm going to ask you this question, my, my friend. The Florida Panthers will win tonight's game against the Seattle Kraken if, and you can insert that blank with, let's say, anywhere from like two to three things that you think the Panthers will need to do tonight to win the game. They need to protect the neutral zone. That's really a good a, a, a start a start for them because it, it was really it was really the last time these two faced. It was really taking it took a long it took a while for the panthers to really tilt the ice in their direction i mean let's also not forget that the seattle kraken also did come out with a two nothing lead and and the panthers it, it, it's crazy because I, I i was i was just looking back at everything and and i was saying at the time how the panthers that was a time when they were really scoring uh some goals in like multiple goals in like two or three minute stretches. And I think that's also a key for the Seattle Kraken on their end of things is, is order for, mm -hmm. for them to stop the Panthers as far as that. And, and, and for the Panthers is you also got to be faster to pucks on the loose pucks in the corners on your battles as well. And that's another, and, and that's another thing. And also I want, I do want to mention, uh, I do want to mention this uh, er Erica, as far as that uh, let's also not forget that the last, the game winning goal for the Florida Panthers against the Seattle Kraken on October 28th, the Josh Mahara had was just trying to dump it in the zone, getting to the corner. Joey Decord looked like he was going to go, and then it bounces off, and then Nick Cousins is there to hit it the open net. You don't see that every single day, and you can't blame Joey Decord for that. I would have done the same thing if I was a goaltender. So, uh, yeah. So that that game could have gone to overtime as far as that, but it, it really comes down to as well getting into the dirty areas for rebound opportunities because the Panthers have just they've been a lot better with that as of, as, as of late. And it really just comes down to that. And, uh, and 
continue continue doing what you're doing on the penalty kill. Like I said, seven of their last nine games uh, at a 100% clip on the penalty kill. That's really what it's going to come down to as far as that. And it, it, it's it's crazy because the Panthers are, as far as points percentage, they're better in Seattle than they are at home against the Seattle Kraken. Their, that last matchup <laughs> was their first win against the Kraken at home. So uh, they, they, they like playing on the road. And funny enough, <laughs> The power went out in their last matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> on Sunday. I know the Seattle Kraken had an issue earlier this season against the we Rangers. Did. So this was a sign <laughs> of that, that the Panthers were going against the Kraken in a few days. And also, when I went to the gym this morning, guess what showed up on my Spotify? What showed Lithium, up? Lithium I was going to say a Nirvana. little Nirvana. <laughs> yep, so. Well, I know Locked On Kraken fans sure hope we get to hear Lithium because we did not hear it when we played the Minnesota Wild in our last tilt at Climate Pledge Arena. Now we've got what will ultimately be a six-game homestand, and we sure would like to get that going in the right direction as we hit game number three. It's been a struggle for the Seattle Kraken. We know that after that loss to Tampa Bay, that spirits were low. Um uh, and, you know, the Toronto game was another tough one. Uh, and, and you know, you talked about the Panthers being able to score in bunches. You also talked about that little fluke of, of a play with Joey Decord. I think there's been some, um, well, honestly, with Philip Grubauer always, and with Joey Decord this year, I think there's been a little bit of nitpicking on their goaltending styles. Now, of course, you want to see them make the plays that they need to make. But I think we, uh, the collective, of we and and the Kraken, you know, kind of social media sphere has been a little more critical of the mistakes as opposed to really appreciating when they're playing lights out. And the, the thing that we heard even on our own broadcast against the wild is, you know, our goaltenders more often than not are giving our team every opportunity to stay in the game, keeping it one goal, if not less. And we're just not seeing the support on the offensive side as far as scoring. But again, if you're asking me for my money, uh, for my weight and salt, I would say it's actually more of the breakdowns that happen defensively and even in the neutral zone, which you mentioned, that are the real test of how locked in the Seattle Kraken are. So to answer my own question, the Seattle Kraken will win tonight's game if they relax. I think they need to go back to finding the fun in hockey. It's been a while since we've had a win. We've had some heartbreaking games going to overtime, shootouts. We've seen it, almost all of it, except for a, a win streak that's been longer than two games. And that's what's missing. I think this team just looks a little bit lost or maybe is overthinking. I want to see them just relax and have fun. I think that's what's been exciting and maybe even hopeful when we see Ty Cartier getting more minutes. We see Riker Evans now up with us getting more minutes. Um, you know, and I do think that we need some of that youth youth movement. Um, you know, you, you can't really mess up a system if you don't know it. You just have to go on your instincts and play hockey. Yeah. And I think we need a little bit more of that for Seattle. So I just want us to take a beat, take a breath, enjoy it, have fun. And once we lock in, we're getting the feel of the game, then we need to tighten up in the areas where we consistently see that we're falling short, pinching too much, leaving our goaltenders exposed, puck watching in our own defensive zone. All of those are things that against 
high caliber teams that have a knack for scoring. And like, it sounds like the Florida Panthers are, are just getting healthier and they're getting their chemistry together. We can't afford to make those mistakes. They're going to really be difficult for us to overcome because if we're making mistakes and, and we're giving opportunities to an elite level team, that's not a rep recipe for a win. And the Seattle Kraken really need a win. So I almost want to see them just relax, take it easy. I know they didn't practice yesterday. So hopefully the rest and getting the mindset right was high priority for the Seattle Kraken. And, um, you know, I, I think that it, it's time to turn the page. What happened the other night, what's happened in our first handful of games, we can't help. It's done. Water under the bridge. All you can do is attack this game, attack this shift. And I really think it has to be a simplified game for the Seattle Kraken. The only thing I don't want to see simplified, though, is that sometimes uh, we play direct and we're shooting directly into defenders. We're shooting directly into the crest of the opposing goalie. We need to get the defense moving laterally. And that's um, not always not only done with passing. Sometimes you need to hesitate. Sometimes you need to cut back. And I, I want to see the Seattle Kraken use the length and the width of the rink to their advantage in order to not just look for the best shot, but sometimes they also have to look for the sneaky shot, at least to mm -hmm. get something going and to take the opponent off guard. Yeah. And that's a, that's a little, it's funny because the Panthers defensively, especially on five on five, they're one of the, they give up one of the least amount of slot shots on net and uh, have not mentioned this guy on the podcast uh, today, uh, Nico Mikola, one of the acquisitions in the off season, big, big body and has, has that long reach. So he, he could just take one step to disrupt someone and, and just ha and 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 poke the puck out of someone's uh, possession as well. So that's really a benefit that they had when when do, when kind of not necessarily remaking their roster, but kind of adding more of the complementary pieces as far as that, mm -hmm. as far as the Panthers, they got bigger in the offseason as far as that. And it's really helped as far as what they've done with their penalty kill. You don't see the aggressive hits like you did with Radko Gudis, but you're seeing uh, gap control as well for this Florida Panthers team. And Nico Mikola is definitely doing that as well as uh, jumping up in the rush on the offensive end. So you got to give a special <laughs> shout out to Nico Mikola as well. I love that. I think Riker has been able to steady the ship in some ways with regard to that. Not necessarily because he's big and tall, although he does have a decent height, I would say, uh, respective to our roster. Um, but he also moves well. Uh, I think uh, Nick Olchek uh, said he has rubber hips or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. More more so alluding to his uh, age than anything. You know, he can bounce back from a few things. But, uh, but jokes aside, I think it was good to see that kind of controlled movement um, the Kraken sometimes have a propensity to be knocked off their skates a little bit too easily. And Riker Evans is using that and maneuvering well. Yanni Gord does that extremely well. Oliver Bjorkstrand, I call him a slippery player all the time. He's unassuming in his, in his build, but he's very strong on the puck and he can move in tight quarters. So I like what you're saying from a defensive perspective, because you know me, hermano, I'm all about defense. Um, but from an offensive perspective, as well that's where the kraken need to use some of their spry quick 
uh, footed players to the advantage. So I don't know whose streak. I hope uh, it's not really a streak. It's more of a skid for the Kraken. <laughs> but I know that the Panthers are riding a, a three game, right? Three game win streak coming into tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we'll see. It, it, are, are both uh, streaks going to stay alive or is uh, can the Kraken find their way into the win column uh, and and send the Panthers home with a loss. If I'm being honest, uh, if it's not an outright win for the Panthers, I think what's more likely, statistically speaking, is that this game goes into overtime, but that would require the Kraken to either crawl back, which we've seen them do a handful of times, or uh, dare I say, kind of try to maintain a lead or at least a level score once they've achieved it, which has been a little bit more difficult for our squad. But uh, Armando, let folks uh, who listen to Locked on Kraken know where they can find your show. They can find the show at uh, anywhere they listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And they could also find the show on X at LO underscore FLA Panthers and on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers as well as my personal account at Monoman12. There you go. And you can find Locked on Kraken everywhere you hear Locked on Florida Panthers and, of course, the Locked on NHL show. And you can find me, Erica L. Ayala, at Locked on Kraken. And if you use threads or any of the uh, meta, I guess, social media, then you can find me at Lindsay. Zero eight, but uh, best of luck if not tonight, definitely throughout the rest of the season. Jokes aside, the, the Panthers are a fun team to watch, and it's always exciting to see your passion come through as you cover the team. So, I'm sure we'll have time to squad cast again, but until then, be well, Armando, and the rest of the Florida Panthers fans. Enjoy the game tonight, and don't forget to tune in to Sirius SXM. You can find your local broadcast podcast on Sirius XM, as well as Locked on Florida Panthers and Locked on Kraken. As I always say to close out the Kraken show, be kind to yourselves, be kind to one another. And if you're a Kraken fan, hold fast, stay true. And we say loud and proud tonight on a game day. Let's go Kraken. Peace out, everybody. Go, go, go.